I'd like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk. What's Dutch baby? <laughs> no answer. <laughs> A duck baby? Is that like a candy? Oh, I feel what like I've it? maybe heard of that. Yeah, what is it? Is it a pancake wrapped around something? No. Ah, use the Google machine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I guess we should start a podcast. Let's start a podcast. Okay. Brian. Oh, that, that was weird. All right. Hi, I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. And this is the Cast Party Podcast, a freewheeling pop culture conversation that comes out sometimes. Yes. It's every two weeks, unless we don't. Yeah, I, I think we're going to say monthly. <laughs> but don't hold us to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's one of those podcasts that you do with friends who mm. have kids and jobs. Yeah. And also, I have stuff to do that's probably less significant but also busy <laughs> no you've been really busy it's good though yeah it's been crazy mm-hmm. and also it's been one week since you looked to me <laughs> cracked your head to the side instead of angry but this is up to me since you got to get the back see me particularly china the chinese chicken have a drumstick and your brain stop ticking okay i'm done um okay jack is looking up what a dutch baby is isn't it like a super thick cool pancake Oh, it's a German pancake. Oh, I it love looks it. really good. Yeah, but it's like, whoa, wow. And it was really good. Cool. All right. Yeah, we are recording in front of a live studio audience of yeah. Jack, who is yeah, looking up Jack. pancakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we will we will probably get interrupted at some point too. So that's okay. I'll, I'll pause the recording yeah. during that so we can. Uh, I don't know. Complete business transactions. Yes, exactly. Um, but yes. So we're a freewheeling pop culture podcast, and our last episode came out on July 16th, so yep. Wow. I was legitimately shocked when I looked at that. I was like, surely we recorded since then, and the answer was no. But yeah, I thought we did, but I guess not. Time flies. It's been mm-hmm. it's summer. It's summer. Um, it's incredibly hot, and I think the clock has just melted, and mm-hmm. weeks passed by in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, but have you been watching anything over these past couple of weeks? Oh, have I? Probably. Presumably. (laughs) (laughs) What have I been watching? Well, you came in and I was watching The Good Place for like the third time. Very on brand. Maybe the second time this summer, so it might be the fourth time. I just can't get enough of it. Um, I can get enough of having to watch it on the NBC app. Oh, I'm sorry. And having to sit through however many commercials, but they're always the same. Oh, that that does get irritating. Um. But yeah, no, very on brand. Um, uh-huh. have you, are you caught up on the podcast? The Good Place, the podcast? I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up on any of my podcasts. That's fair. That's so, what podcasts are for. Yeah. So the the great thing about this summer is I've spent a lot of time with Jack. Ah. Uh, the the only bad part about that is I've there's like little things like I you know have all my podcasts that I listen to when I'm alone and I. That's not happening. So I'm no. like, well, I'm, I had to delete some. I had to like go through and uh-huh. delete podcasts. So ones that you just don't really care about. Yeah, or just ones that I'm like, I should listen to this. I I think I'll like it, but I never want to. I'm uh-huh. never like, ooh, I really want to hear what. Yeah. No, anyway. I have the same situation because I've been like 
around Sergio Amor, so we're just mm-hmm. talking, and it's like, oh, I am 18 episodes behind. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have people to communicate with. I don't need my podcast to get me through the day. Yeah. I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Um. Anyway, I mean, I had a similar, not, no, not similar at all. I'm just transitioning. Good. <laughs> um, I, I worked the Blumhouse booth, and that is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is garbage. Uh, Midsummer Scream, which is Long Beach's, like, Halloween convention. Um, yeah, right. we have one. In the summer. Yeah, it, it's like a Christmas in July type thing, but Halloween, Halloween in August. In no, I guess it was July. Um, but yeah, I was working the Blumhouse booth, and... It's not really a movie crowd. It's more the like haunted house, Universal Horror Nights crowd. Oh, um, so it was not great. <laughs> not exactly your milieu. Yeah, um, there was one booth that was selling DVDs, and I bought a lot of them. Yeah, but other than that, I was at the booth, and I was like, "Hey, listen to this podcast about movies," and everyone's like, "How do I podcast?" And it's like, "Uh, okay, <laughs> fundamentally, you don't need to know what's going on here." Yeah, they're like. Do I put it in my phone? It's like, do you not? Who yeah. doesn't know how to get a podcast? <laughs> I, I have that happen all the time with my students. Where you know, I'll I'll bring up that I have a podcast or that I always listen. You know, that my students will. They're like, you always have headphones on when you're walking through campus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm listening. I'm just listening to podcasts. Like, yeah. I can hear everything going on around me. Um, and they're like, what's a podcast? And I'm like, well, it's like the radio. And they're like, what? Okay, yeah, that's not going to help. <laughs> but podcasts are for, th- I mean, they're like a growing industry, but there's also still so many people that are so perplexed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for really me, strange to me. For me, it's crazy because I have been listening to podcasts since 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Like, but back then there were only a couple that I liked and a lot of them were weird and like bad, you know, people didn't have proper recording equipment. Yeah. Um, but I know that like, like my, f- still one of my favorite podcasts, um, is pretty much, I, th- one of the people I think is that's responsible for kind of making podcasting so big. Um, and he, it's Bill Simmons and I, I recommended that ringer podcast to you, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, they are in the midst of doing their Harry Potter Summer. Okay, that is it's, cool. It's really intense though, because they're it's they're breaking down every chapter of every book and then every movie. Ugh. Yeah, it's like every day. It's a, it's a lot, um, but it's fun. It's a fun listen. Uh, but he, you know, he was a sports writer for ESPN, and like I didn't know what a podcast was, and he had a little his own little page on like ESPN had a another site. It was like ESPN two, or I can't remember what it was called. Um, and I liked everything he wrote and I was like, what's a podcast? So I clicked on it and it like, you know, did the thing where it puts you in Apple iTunes, whatever. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And then I listened to it on my commute and I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. This is back when I was commuting, you know, an hour each way to work Mm -hmm. and I couldn't stand listening to the radio and I was sick of all my music. Yeah, like, because cause the radio, you don't get to listen to cool things, and it's a bunch of commercials. Yeah. And your music, it's like, I have a couple CDs, and I've mm-hmm. heard them. Yeah, I mean, I had my, my iPod at that point, obviously, but I was okay, like, yeah. I just was, like, so tired of listening to my music, and I was like, the the problem was, I needed something to kind of engage my mind so that my mind wouldn't wander while I was driving, because what would happen is I'd be stuck in traffic, 
And all I could think about was like, oh my God, I have so much to do when uh-huh. I get to work. And so I'd be like all worked up in the car sitting in traffic. like, Argh! And I needed something that would be like a conversation that would keep my mind on other things. That's what it did. So yeah. that's anyway. So he's still going strong doing his podcast. But that was like so long ago. And I'm like, how are there people in the world that are like, what's a podcast? Yeah, I I don't know. It's really confusing because like I I have a a coworker who listens to my podcast sometimes, but mm-hmm. he listens to it like via the like embedded audio in our website. Oh, and not via the RSS feed or the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that seems so inconvenient. Yeah. Um, I I'm mean, always I, shocked when someone's like, "Here's a link to this podcast," and you're like, "It's not. You don't have it in iTunes. Like, yes. What's wrong with you? No." It, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going like, to... Here, listen to it on SoundCloud. And I'm like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, there there's benefits to having it on all sorts of platforms. And yeah. people listen in different ways. But, like, having it on your phone is so easy yeah. to carry it around. Yeah. Like, the podcast app is not, like, a really cool special thing. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Yeah. But they're in there. <laughs> yeah. That's where they live. Yeah. I was pretty upset. One of the biggest things that i was upset about in recent years was when the podcast app stopped allowing you to make smart playlists okay yeah that's lame there's a <laughs> lot of lame things about the yeah. podcast app but it, le- it lets you make playlists it's just you it like you can't i don't know it's like i feel like i have less control over how i listen to things but it's all right i'm getting the hang of it yeah i just i honestly i have not updated my phone because i don't want the new podcast app mm. i'm good with the old one yeah um, the one where you can turn off an episode after 30 minutes if you're trying to go to sleep or something. Mm. Oh, you can still do that. Oh, you can? Yeah. I heard that that functionality was removed, but maybe I heard no, it No, you just have to swipe up a tiny bit and it's there. Oh, okay. I think because peop- Apple doesn't tell you how things work. No. So I think people are like, it's gone forever. Yeah, no, the sleep app, the sleep thing is still there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yes. So Welcome to our podcast about podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's It's very meta. Yeah. Uh, also, what's going on? Uh, it was just my birthday oh. on Monday. Congratulations. Um, Happy birthday. Um, I didn't get a present from you, but that's fine. Yeah. Because um, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, literally, my, my birthday is really early in August. and Oh, it's a rough time, huh? Yeah, well, just all through July, I'm like, I guess my birthday is next month. I don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And then August comes, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> like That's funny. I literally, I texted one friend, like, want to come to my birthday dinner in two days? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. But it was like, I'm, I did not throw a party. I didn't plan anything. Mm-hmm. My mom made dinner. It was great. Yeah. Um, What'd you guys have? Parmesan chicken. Nice. It was wonderful. I almost said, I, just as a random guess, chicken cacciatore. I don't know why. That's really specific. Yeah. But that's also an Italian chicken thing. Yes. Yeah, They're in know. the same family. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of presents and I got a lot of presents for myself mostly. Mm. Um, cause that, that day, um, mm. I didn't have to be home until like six mm-hmm. and Sergio had to work from 1030 to 430 or something. Oh, okay. So I was just home alone for a long time. Mm. So what I did is I went to book off, which is uh, not, I went to a different one than the one that I work at. I see. Um, and I, I sold a bunch of stuff that my parents had given me cause they're like clearing out my room and everything. Mm. Um, so I got like 90 bucks from nice. the stuff that I sold mm. and I spent 16 bucks. Um, but because book off is so cheap, I got like 10 things and it was great. Nice. Um, 
And I don't know which thing I got is the gayest. It's a very difficult. Uh, mm. Was that the thing you posted the other day? Yeah. What did I vote for? Oh, from Justin to Kelly. That's by yeah. Far I got the from Justin to Kelly. That's that is the gayest thing I've ever seen. Have you seen the movie? Or I just, don't need. Just I, I think I've seen three seconds of it. Okay, I've never seen it, so I was like, "Yeah, give me. I want to. Okay. I want to figure out what's going on with this. I'll, I'll report back from. Can you, from yeah, Justin can you talk? Can you explain his hair to me, please? I wish I could. Maybe there's an origin story for it in I the hope movie. So. See, because no. the thing is, I always assumed that Justin was like a Justin Timberlake or someone who was actually famous. No, because um, I knew it was Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, um, they were just two contestants on the first season of. Whatever it's called. American Idol. Or second or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like, he just, he has not maintained his star the same way that she has. No. She's kind of incredible, the fact that that worked. Well, and there's a few of them that have worked, but most of them have just disappeared off the face of the earth, which is what I assumed would happen to everyone involved with that show. Yeah, it's weird. Like she's really transformed and maintained, and yeah. But also, I I think it it speaks to the fact that she was the first one, mm-hmm. and basically everyone in the country was watching that first season. I guess, yeah. Um, I guess I wasn't, but yeah. like that it, that show was a huge phenomenon. God, and she like for a year or so she was. The person who won American Idol. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, this guy's one of the winners. It's yeah. like, no, Kelly Clarkson is the one, and everyone watched it. Yeah, that was a bizarre. That whole thing was bizarre, especially since I auditioned to be the host. What? Yeah, I auditioned to be the host of American Idol. Did you really? Yeah. I think I remember you telling the story a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. How did it go? Did you get it? I did not, weirdly enough. Um, From what I heard, they really liked me. Sure. Which I don't know who I was hearing that from because I was actually just helping out a friend. Like I didn't, she was like, Hey, I have an audition to do. Can you come over and help me? I was like, all right. And then I was auditioning with her. I didn't know what we were doing. And I didn't, I mean, when they, first of all, it was called American pop star. Uh huh. And I was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. And they, she gave me the rundown of what the show was. And I was like, Oh, so like the cut from MTV, because that had just aired and went off the air immediately. Uh huh. Um, cause it was the exact same thing, a singing competition, but like a singing competition of other people's music. I was like, no one's yeah. going to watch this. This is just a karaoke show. Why would anybody watch? And there, they also had like a karaoke, another karaoke. They had a bunch of karaoke shows on MTV. I was like, no one's going to care. Um, and, and I literally like, I mean, my audition, no one has ever auditioned m- with more of a like, all right. <laughs> Okay, whatever. If you say so, this is going to be a show. Like, I mean, I was just, and I, it was so dumb the way we were doing it. I think, I think we like got, con- I don't know. I, all I know is that it ended up being me and my friend, Amanda, um, interviewing invisible contestants. <laughs> Great. Like acting as co hosts and then holding out a pretend microphone, you know, being like, wow, you, you, the judges seemed really rough on you on that one. You know, it would give us like a little, okay, so this is contestant three. Uh-huh. The judges were just really hard on them. Interview them. And so we ask a question and then hold the microphone to no one. <laughs> and every time I did it, I just looked right in the camera and was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? <laughs> this is so stupid. And like, I, I, and they, because I was like, so this is dumb. 
something about that. They liked my like how sarcastic or like I was witty or I don't know. I got this weird feedback and or, I was like, what? Or just you didn't care. So maybe that confidence that yeah. came with it. You're like, oh, whatever. How yeah. You, how I, you doing about this, man? Yeah. Um, and then the major feedback we got was because it was a guy and a girl auditioning together, which I felt like was weird that like they thought of us as a package. They said they didn't. They the reason we didn't move on is there was they were uncomfortable with the sexual tension. <laughs> and this was a girl that I'd been in like every show in high school in and was like my sister. And yeah. Like, the what? They're like, it's a woman and a man. Yeah. It must were... be sexual. And then of course my drama teacher, uh, who I was working for at the time, she was like, so they cast two guys. What about the sexual tension? Yep. Exactly. Also, <laughs> I forgot they had two hosts. Yeah. In the first season. Yeah. That other guy, and he hated it. Dunkelman? Ryan Dunkelman or something? What happened to him? He uh, he did go on one of those celebrity reality shows later. Makes sense. And he was, I think he, he regretted his decision because he hated American Idol. He hated the experience. And he was like, this is awful. Like, I have to uh, talk to these kids after they've gotten their heart broken. I don't like doing it. And then, you know, it was the biggest thing in the world. And he was like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. Uh, whatever. Maybe I should have sold my soul a little more. No, I, I respect that. So, also, long story short, I did not get the job. That's shocking. Some to other me. guy got it. I forget who he is. That's okay. No. We don't need to know. No. Um, so, I've been working on a new impression. Oh, oh. so, so <laughs> I because Sergio and I are going to watch all of the Children of the Corn movies for oh, our podcast. Perfect. Um, have you seen the first Children of the Corn? Uh no. Okay. Um, well fine um there's a character named malachi who's played by courtney Gaines, um who had a a bunch of roles in like redheaded guy yeah okay i think Um, i know who you're talking about yeah in the 80s um oh he was in i think he's the one that was in can't buy me love yes i think so um you threw yeah yeah that guy Mm -hmm. um but yeah so he his character is kind of like the muscle of the child murder cult Mm -hmm. um but he's like this weedy teenager and his voice is breaking and so it's kind of like a sick irony or whatever but his voice sounds so much like keanu reeves almost oh, or he just has like a surfer voice mm-hmm. and so i've been working on my malachi impression okay let me so hear here it. we go it's um we can't it's forbidden really outlander good. we have your woman that's really good right yeah i've been working on it for a long i wish time. i wish our show wasn't g-rated so you could quote his Big line from Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, I guess you could just say poop. Poop. Because <laughs> what does he say? You threw poop at my door. <laughs> or something. On my house. You threw poop on my house. I don't know. I was just really amused by his voice. So I was like, I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, on our podcast, Sergio sniped me with a much better impression. Come on. Just immediate. I don't think he knew how much it meant to me. Yeah. But I was very upset. That's not all right. Um, that's so weird that you brought up Keanu Reeves like two minutes after ki- Chicken Cacciatore. Oh yeah, it's a major like part of my Keanu Cacciatore. I'll have the Chicken Cacciatore. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Shout out to Ben Cleveland and his Keanu Reeves orders <laughs> orders Italian <laughs> food. That is really sp- we mentioned that before. Have we? Show. Yeah. Okay. Good. We must have. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else is happening? What is uh, happening? So much. Yeah. You know what I've been kind of bearing the lead on? What? I saw Mamma Mia 2. Oh, my God. Thank God. 
So I guess we can stop talking about it after this episode, but oh. that probably won't happen. Oh, damn it. Um, yeah, now everything that we talk about, you'll relate it back to Mamma Mia too. Yeah, like, it's going to be It's kind great. of like in Mamma Mia, here we go again, when... <laughs> yeah, although um, that might not happen because there's no plot to Mamma Mia 2. What? Oh, <laughs> This um, is shocking information. Honestly, it does have more of a narrative thrust than the first movie. Um, okay. Which is not difficult. You've not seen either of them, right? No. No, that's fine. I may um, be producing Mamma Mia this year. Really? Yeah. That would be great. The stage show is good. Yeah. Uh, sure it is. Whatever. You don't have to direct it. <laughs> I don't. I'll do it. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, I'll change all the songs. Because um, they deserve... Like, I had a prediction for mm-hmm. what the soundtrack was going to be for Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah. And I was almost 100% wrong. Wow. Um, so I think there's plenty of room for Mamma Mia 3. Oh, uh, we can just put that on at the school. Mamma Mia 3. Hold on. What? Do you hear the drums, Fernando? <laughs> That's really specific. <laughs> so it's a spinoff about Andy Garcia's character, Fernando. <laughs> I was just trying to think of, because here we go again. Yeah. Well, I guess here we go again is Mamma Mia. Oh, it could here be we go again. Mamma Mia, how could I resist you? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it would have to be. Okay. Or uh, Mamma Mia, there was something in the air that night. <laughs> yeah, no, because it has to go. But could it be Mamma Mia, here we go again. My, my. How could I resist you? Yeah. Oh. That's how, that's how it would have yeah. to be. Yeah. Or Mamma Mia, does it show again? Like another <laughs> show? Will it? Will a show happen? <laughs> uh, um, we're really good at this. We're great. No, seriously, though. Meryl Streep, contact us if you need to title the third one. Yeah, Universal, hit me up because I do have a full soundtrack listing and I already have a story idea. Okay, so, um, <laughs> Anyway, no, I do like most of the songs this that time they it's chose. a boy and he has three moms. <laughs> no. No, it's just going to be about Colin Firth um, having a gay love affair because his character is gay and he... They completely forget about it in the second movie, except for like one line, and it's like, no, he needs to have a relationship. Is the line, oh yeah, I'm gay too? <laughs> oh, not even. It, uh, <laughs> it's be so good. It's so frustrating. <laughs> if they're like partway through the movie, and they're like, oh, we forgot your character's gay. Say something like, I'm, I'm super gay now, or whatever. Yeah, not even. No, they really <laughs> pulled the the extreme pulled punch that was the gay reveal in Mamma Mia One. Is there's not even a punch in Mamma Mia Two. Mm. It's just. So far away from the screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, although you can't not be a little gay when you're singing to Dancing Queen, but, you know, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I liked the rest of the movie. Good. <laughs> um, they chose a lot of songs that I thought were really deep cuts that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, they did Mamma Mia and Dancing Queen again. And a lot of songs that were cut from the first movie. So they're still like the kind of A or B list ABBA songs. Mm. Um, like one of us or knowing me, knowing you, mm-hmm. Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so can I wonder if the listeners can tell that I just completely tuned out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. <laughs> it's great. Um, let me see. The thing like, that oh, he's listing ABBA songs again. The mm-hmm. thing that was truly shocking to me is that they actually hired someone who knew how to direct movies. No. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. There's a point in the movie where the camera started moving, and I was physically shocked. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, they can't do—they can't just do this in a <laughs> Mamma Mia movie. They have to put it on a 
tripod for a wide shot and not move at all. Oh, really? Is that what the first one's like? Basically. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not exceptionally well made, the first one. The they were like, one, here, let's just take the stage musical and sort of film it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that when they're doing a musical. Yeah, and it, it was the director of the stage musical. Oh, geez. So you, they, it Who does not. Uh, Philida Lloyd? Yeah, I think I know that name. Yeah, so it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work because movies are such a different medium. Yep. And directing actors for the screen is such a different thing. Oh, yeah. Um, And she re- she was having them do the playing to the back rows, just scream all your lines. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, so it... Um, yeah, it's a guy who actually knew how to make movies. Good. Um, the, he actually has compositions and colors, and it's really good. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's total fluff. Nothing happens. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what are you expecting? No, I mean, although um, one scene towards the end actually had some sort of emotional heft, and I was like, not prepared for it also. Yeah. Because they, they try to tie in um, Amanda Seyfried's story with the story of like young Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. um, and they actually succeed at one point and i was like all right cool good for them um anyway it was very good and i liked Mm -hmm. it very much um during Cher's cameo sergio was like does it shock you that her face is not moving at all and i was like have you met Cher?" yeah um have you met Cher? (laughs) well no one has (laughs) but there's the like and lauren literally all, all my family also saw it on the same weekend because mm-hmm. I think I just wasn't shutting up about it. So like, yeah, fine, like, we'll we watch have to it. see it just so we can understand what he's talking about. Yeah, um, but everyone really liked it. But Lauren was like, Cher was terrible. What's happening with her? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't understand the point of Cher. Yeah, I like, guess I don't understand either. No, I mean she's she's such an icon uh, icon mm-hmm. that she has transcended beyond having the look or appearance of a human being, right? Like, she's literally a cartoon character at this point, mm-hmm. and that's what she's there to do. She's not there to, like, act. Um, I mean, she's still a good singer, or at least good enough. I feel like there's a weird bit of auto-tune in the middle where it's like, this isn't believe, Cher. Yeah. I'm not into that. That's funny. Um, But, yeah, no, she's such a larger-than-life person that, like, everything about her being fake is kind of part of her charm. Yeah, I guess, yeah, when you go... To certain lengths to to look that way. At some point, people stop judging you for it and are just like accepting of it. And they're like, "What way to go, Cher? Way to way to get more plastic surgery? Yeah, well, than I, any human could ever." Like I was saying, like Cher is such a monolith mm-hmm. of a cultural icon that she's yeah. kind of already preserved herself in amber. <laughs> it's so weird because she she so wasn't for I don't know. It was that what's that song? Believe. Yes. That song, when that started happening, and everybody was like, oh my God, Cher's so great. And I was like, really? Remember when we used to talk about how weird she was and that she wasn't wearing clothes to the Oscars and things like that? Well, uh, as a gay person, yeah. she's always been there. Yeah, I guess, I guess she's always been an icon in the gay community. So I remembered what went down in terms of pop culture for me and Jack. Oh, okay, sure. Jack discovered Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. So we watched, I guess, four, five, and six. Wow, were they... Had you seen them before? I had... I think I had seen the uh, uh, Ghost Protocol. Okay. That one, which is five, I think? I think so. No, that's four. I don't know. Rogue Nation. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. 
Anyway, so um, that's funny because Jack is right here. I should have him take his headphones off. But eh. uh, but we we watched them all in succession. I still don't know what. I don't think I've ever understood the plot to a Mission Impossible movie. Oh, absolutely. Or not. a James Bond movie or a Jason Bourne. No, Jason Bourne I always know because he's just like trying to get there to. He's like, there's never like some plot he's trying to foil. He's trying to get to the bad guys. But yeah, the plots, I'm always like, wait, well, the the like devious. They're like, we're going to blow up the earth. And I'm like, who? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Anyway, what's the other one that I never understand? There's another series of movies that I'm like, oh, I just never pay attention to the plot. Like Fast like, and Furious? I don't watch those. Oh, okay. But I probably wouldn't understand those. Yeah, we'll see. Care. Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible are in the same basket for me where it's yeah. like, well, I've literally never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only seen like the first two Mission Impossibles when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yep. So it's like they're the huge tentpole movies and I'm like, I'm not watching them. I don't mm-hmm. know what's happened. And I don't need to, but also I just don't care. Yeah. It's too deep. It's not deep at all. No, we're too deep in the franchise oh, yeah. in the timeline. Hey, Jack. Uh, Jack. He's trying to pause it. I know. What what do you what did you think about Mission Impossible? It was great. Yeah? Which one? The the sixth one? Okay. Did, you can't nod when you're on a podcast. Did you like Henry Cavill's mustache? Yeah. What? What did you think of of, of Superman's mustache? It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So my whole thought when I saw him, I was like they had to work around that. And it does not come into play and does not well how would a mustache come into play i don't know but it's not does like, he like take it off like the the bat symbol and throw it at people but literally if it disip i mean maybe it was like but if like if he like had if shaved it, it for justice league you wouldn't have noticed unless it was like on and off during the same scene i would have you know? loved that honestly but like i i'm almost like they could have just put a fake one on him it, and it wasn't just a mustache. He had like five o'clock shadow everywhere and then the mustache. So if he had just, it probably would have taken a couple days to grow the five o'clock shadow and it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, I, I really appreciated the costume people for that movie, um, making Henry Cavill somehow look like the biggest dork in the world and <laughs> super imposing. I've never seen anything like it. In every scene, he's dressed in like khaki like khaki beige weird like almost like a high school principal i'm gonna look this up because or like a i don't know like he looks like he should be wearing a pocket protector for most of the movie (laughs) but also he's so big and he's so much bigger than tom cruise that you you know when he punches through the wall you kind of believe it yeah i mean i think that's also a thing that fast and furious does where it does turn its characters into supermen yeah you can all we can all thank uh casino royale for that Oh, yeah. The opening fight scene of Casino Royale where Daniel Craig is, like, punching through bathroom walls and stuff. (laughs) I love it. I do like his coat that he has here in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Were they just standing at the base of the Eiffel Tower just for fun? I don't remember. It's all a blur. That's fine. No, because my my parents went to see it, and my mom was really perplexed by the plot. And Dad was like, why are you listening to the plot? Yeah, no, it's not on... It's not a plot movie. No, I I do feel that way about spy movies or certain murder mystery detective movies where I'm like, I don't remember how we got here. Like, I just kind of slip into a fugue state and let it wash over me. Mm -hmm. I think it was weird. I feel like it was very obvious. Well, okay. 
first of all, the trailer was edited in a way where it looks like in that bathroom scene, you've seen the trailer, right? Yes, many, many times. Okay, so you know... To the point that I started going to the bathroom during that trailer because I was like, I've seen it too many times. Right. But there was a way they edited it where the where you see him like punching through the walls in that bathroom uh-huh. or whatever. It looks like he's fighting Tom Cruise. It does. He is not oh. in that scene. Which is weird because I think it's supposed to be a twist that he's not a good guy. Then what? But he- they make it very obvious from the trailer that he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah, but the situation is different anyway still? Yeah, like they're working together in that scene. They're oh. fighting another guy. So the I I need to go back and watch the trailer and see like how did they make it look like the two of them were fighting? That's bizarre. But it so when he appears on screen you're like, "Oh, that's the bad guy." Yeah, of course. And then, you know, half an hour 45 minutes in, it's revealed that he's like kind of trying to get Tom Cruise and you're like, "Duh." And then at the end, when it you know he turns out to be like the big bad guy, you're like, yeah, duh. I, spoiler alert, I guess. Well, does anybody watch that trailer and not think Henry Cavill is the guy working against Tom Cruise? No. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Also, can Henry Cavill only have fights in men's bathrooms? Because Batman v Superman had a major set piece in an abandoned restroom. Yeah, I don't know. I think they. I think it's really based on that because that. Opening the black and white fight scene from Casino Royale is in a bathroom, and people, I, I think everybody's like, I know what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff can explode and water can be everywhere, and that's exciting. That is neat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, have you tried to punch s- the ceramic tiles in a bathroom? Jesus. No. Like, how many bones in your... Like, how far would the shattering go up your arm? Oh, God. It might break the other arm if you <laughs> tried to hit a wall that hard. Like, it just may... Like, the concussive force may shatter every bone in your body. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder what they if they just made it all... Like, that entire wall out of sugar or something. Yeah. Well, and, like, in the James Bond one, he, like, throws a guy into a sink, and the sink just disintegrates. Oh, yeah. It's like... That is not what would happen. That guy's back would have broken, and the sink would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, they all look like the school restrooms yeah. at high school. And it's like, I mean, I know the dividers between the toilets break, because oh, every time they put them up, the kids destroy them for Why? some reason. Why? Um, yeah, I don't know what it is, because the kids don't want to pee next to each other no. because of the whole gay thing or uncomfortable yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, the buffers, when they, whenever they see them, it's like yeah. they're seeing red and they have to charge and destroy them. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think they, like, climb on them or something. I don't know what it is. I've never, obviously, I've never been in there when it's happening because I don't go in them. Yeah, no, it, they're disgusting. Don't don't ever. And also you have the staff restroom. But, yeah. Uh, by the way, staff restrooms are way worse because they've never been remodeled. Makes sense. Yeah, so they're from the 70s. It's cool. None of the locks work on any of the doors. Great. Yeah, it's fun. Do you have to hold out your foot? Pretty much. Or like balance it in a way and just hope nobody pulls on it. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Fun discussion. Uh, Yeah, so I know Mission Impossible. I'm like trying to figure out. I know I've I've been watching stuff other than The Good Place. I just don't know what. I'm I'm sure you have. Oh, I started Billions. Which one is that? It's the one on Showtime, Damien Lewis and... uh, Paul Giamatti. Okay. And Damian Lewis is like a big time billionaire. Makes hedge, sense. Hedge given fund, the title. No, VC, venture capitalist. Ugh. 
and but he's obviously done something shady but i can't understand what it was that it was sh- that was shady because it's about stocks and things that i don't understand uh-huh. it sounds sounds and, right to me and then paul giamatti is like the u.s attorney and he's going after him but i also don't know why he's not going like he's like we can't go after him yet we've got to wait and i'm like what's happening like we need to get a couple more seasons out of this yeah but i don't understand anything and i like i don't i don't know i don't know what it is there's like at one point it's a big deal because damian lewis's character wants to buy this big mansion somewhere and they're like don't do it it'll look bad and i'm like to who <laughs> and they're like it'll you know the public won't like it and i'm like what public knows what venture capitalists are doing like yeah they're like people in like characters in shows and things mm-hmm. are way more famous than they deserve to be a lot yeah. of the time or like literally in any uh teen show when like the video of their embarrassing moment goes viral and there's millions yeah. of views and it's like yes that has happened but that doesn't just happen yeah especially for something as lame as like someone getting a lunch tray in their face or whatever yeah um it has to be something like epically mm-hmm. different and weird like like you know like a friday music video or whatever yeah it ha- it's so weird how like the professions that are famous within movies and tv where it's like something that that person you might know their name like i know kind of who larry ellison is i know he's a rich guy and he owns oracle but yeah i don't know what oracle is or any i know he has something to do with like boats he, yeah you he don't know like stuff with the america's cup or something but i don't know anything else like when he buys a new house or whatever yeah like, i wouldn't know or care i'd the, be like he's super rich of course he bought a new house i'm sure the people who like yeah. read forbes or whatever know but like that's not and they're like oh this guy i forget his name bobby, bobby axelrod i want to say sure. they're like oh he's a champion of the people and i'm like in what 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 he's super rich no nobody is a champion of the people when they're super rich like yeah, although that's a narrative that has been flying around lately, so yeah. maybe yeah, maybe maybe that people want to believe that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, no, it's weird. There's uh, there's a podcast I listen to called The Flop House where they're talk where they talk about a similar thing. Like mm-hmm. they they're always like in Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze is a famous bouncer. Yeah, it's like no, that's not yeah, that's he's not how that works. Through all the bars in the world as a bouncer, like what the hell? He's the cooler. Yeah, it, it, it's bizarre. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? I, I'll just tell you more of my birthday presents to myself. Okay. I bought Abba the movie. Okay. Um, it came out in the late seventies, and it's half tour documentary of their Australian tour, okay. and half like lightly fictionalized tale of one of the guys in Abba playing a reporter trying to get an interview with Abba. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I have not watched it yet, but I'm very excited because it sounds incredibly cheesy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. Also, I think one of the girls in ABBA plays the bodyguard for ABBA. Okay. Um, it's going to be fascinating. I literally don't know what ABBA looks like. They look like a bunch of Swedish people from the 70s. Yeah. So not like the Swedish gymnasts that we have now, just like, you know, mm-hmm. big hair. I just think of, like, when I think of ABBA as a band, I imagine their logo playing on stage. <laughs> just just <laughs> lightly rotating like a screensaver? I don't even know. Just, like, it just says ABBA on stage, and there's no one actually there. It's just four letters. Maybe. They're supposed to be releasing new music this year. I which, heard that. 
is truly shocking to me. And it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Don't they hate each other? And they're all married. There's like a bunch of stuff, right? They're all married to each other. They were all married. And over the course of their 10 year career, they both got divorced. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Solid business plan, by the way. Yeah. This is Ava. Yes. So as soon as you turn your phone back around now, I I still don't know what they look like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, They're the Eric McCormick of bands. (laughs) That's why they have their crazy outfits, just so you remember them. They have crazy outfits? Um, I'll show you a better picture. Then. Okay. Oh, man. You you are so out of the loop, Dave. Yeah, I really am. I'm so out of the loop on music that came out before I was born. Well, look, I know about it. Not only music that came out before I was born, but like... Cool. What? It was a literal joke when I was a kid. Like... Disco, you know, because everybody hated disco uh-huh. once it ended. There was like the huge backlash that disco was like a. I think I've talked about this, you know, like, who are you and what have you done with so and so was a joke that every sitcom used. Oh, yeah. Yep. Every sitcom used somebody dancing to Staying Alive by the Bee Gees and doing the point at the ground uh-huh. the ceiling dance. Like the 70s were a straight up punchline. That, especially disco, and ABBA in particular, like, I remember someone saying, like, oh, look, the 60s are coming back. Next thing we know, ABBA's going to make a comeback. Guess what? Yeah. Losers. Yeah. Here's another picture of them with cat outfits. Cool. It's great. Yeah. It's um, the 70s. Yeah. Well, look, the the thing that, well, I, what went, ugh, sorry, the thing that made me learn about ABBA is I do have a coffee table book about the making of the Broadway play Mamma Mia. Mm. Um Okay. Um, <laughs> but the the first half just uh, is interviews with Abba about well, I mean, mainly the two dudes because they were very involved in the making of the play, right? Um, and they were the ones who like composed the music. Bjorn more. and Soren. Bjorn and Benny. I was close. I love their Swedish names. Yeah. With Bjorn Uves. Mm-hmm. Um, the ladies are Anjeta Falskog <laughs> and Annie Friedlingstad. Yes. Oh my god, say that one again Anjeta Falskog No, the first one, the second one Anifried Lingstad Yes I like it when there's one more syllable in a name Than you feel like there's going to be like that <laughs> yeah. Like her name could be, say it again Anifried Lingstad Yeah So it could be Friedling And just be done But then there's a stad at the end Yep <laughs> like, uh, Kind of how I, that's how I felt the first time I heard Benedict Cumberbatch's name. It just keeps going. Yeah, it's a like, real roller coaster of yeah. a name. <laughs> His last name is Ben, especially because you're like, oh, it's going to be Cumberbatch. No, it's Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. No, Cumberbatch. <laughs> anyway. But no, so um, it had interviews with um, the ABBA guys about how they made their music and how they composed it. Mm-hmm. And I found it incredibly fascinating. How like, they composed their music? Yeah, go ahead. Dave. Please take me seriously for two seconds. <laughs> because, no, the thing about ABBA is that they are consummate musicians. Like, yes. they know what they're doing. And they were actually, they were pushing the envelope for what the 70s was capable of doing with music and with, like, recording technology. Mm-hmm. Like, some of their songs have, like, 64 tracks of tape, like, looped over each other. And that's just not something that really yeah. was done back then. Mm-hmm. And it's really layered, and it brought a lot of European sound styles to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, and we're all better for it. Yeah, we are. Look, I'm not talking about Dancing Queen. I don't really like Dancing Queen that much. Okay. Um, but a lot of their, like, 
B hits and like deep tracks are really like cool melodic um harmonic things that weren't really happening mm-hmm. at the time. Anyway, whatever. Okay, I would like to start lecturing about Ace of Bass. Please do. Because I think their story is exactly the same. I don't know. I don't really know anything about Ace of Bass. I just know I saw the sign. That's all I know. Yeah. Look, ABBA is responsible for all of pop music currently Mm -hmm. because there is a Swedish songwriting boom that happened because of them. Mm -hmm. And there's still like Max Martin and Benny Blanco and all these Swedish producers and people. They they write songs for Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson and everyone in the world. All my favorite artists. Yeah. I hate you so much, Dave. <laughs> what is your cool new music that you're listening to? Uh, I would I, love to know. I don't know if I listen to music anymore. Yeah. Whatever. Sweden's responsible for the pop music landscape, and it's because okay, of yeah. ABBA. Let's go to Sweden. I I want to, Welcome and Sergio's not taking podcast. me seriously. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Swedish Sweden. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm, I'm not here... Like, I'm trying to proselytize to you, and you mm-hmm. are not taking it, so we can move on. Can we? We'll see. <laughs> I did. My parents got me an ABBA album on oh, okay. vinyl for my birthday. We're back to ABBA. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else did I get? I'm, I'm really trying hard to move us away from ABBA, and we keep just <laughs> U-turning and going right back. Um, we have been talking about ABBA for like 40 minutes at this point. I could talk for more. I don't want to. No, because... Um, I, don't, I don't know anything about ABBA. I don't want to know anything out about ABBA. Okay. So, um, my... <laughs> No, my dad was driving uh-huh. me. Well, because his coworker actually had a movie released, and it, like, um, it was like a documentary about himself. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible." Uh-huh. It was actually very good. Oh, okay. Um, so that was shocking, but also very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went with dad because mom was out of town, so I was like, "I'll be mom mm-hmm. for the time being." Mm-hmm. And on the way down, I think to try to try to connect to his son, you know, he put an ABBA playlist on Spotify on the car, mm-hmm. and I was just talking about ABBA for like a three minute car ride, and I think he regretted that decision. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, like, you guys don't have a connection. You guys are you guys get along so well Why yeah we do to, he didn't need to do that to no. himself no da- dad likes to um expose himself to new culture and like mm-hmm. be interested in what other people that he likes are interested in mm-hmm. and he generally like i think he genuinely finds interesting things in everything because he just loves everything <laughs> or not no, he has an open heart mm-hmm. now but i mean i'm giving you a hard time about abba i don't really i i literally don't care like they're they're their big hits sound great and i've not gotten i mean I don't know the last time I got into a deep cut of a musician. Yeah, like, I'm, it, it's I'm difficult these to, days. Too. Yeah, so I just I realize that like I know a lot of music, but what I know is just the their hits, and I don't you know. Um, but I'm always fascinated by like when there are people. Some people are fans of a certain artist, uh-huh. and almost treat it like sports, where the, if there's a similar artist or someone from that time period, they're like. I hate that guy, but this guy uh-huh. I love. And I heard one of the weirdest ones. Okay. Because so like 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 the Insync versus Backstreet Boys or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense well, to me yeah, in a way because they were doing the exact same thing at the same time. Uh huh. And they even, I mean, the, all their hair looked the same. You know, it's like I understand that, and of course, like little girls are gonna be like, no, I like whatever. Yeah, like anything that appeals to the younger crowd, right. there will be those arguments. This is the one that I couldn't understand. Okay. So. Uh, there was a clip of Billy Joel and um, Bruce Springsteen playing together. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
and I was listening to something, and a guy got so upset that Bruce Springsteen had played with Billy Joel because he loves Bruce Springsteen, and Bruce Springsteen is everything, and he hates Billy Joel. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And, like, how how could you feel that way? Like, they, I don't, I, I mean, I don't see them as rivals. I see them as contemporaries and both great, like, songwriters and stuff. Yeah. But to be like, no, Bruce, Bruce is, like, hardcore, and Billy Joel's a wuss. It's like, I mean, Bruce Springsteen's songs are... The big difference is he doesn't play piano. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, that that's re- that is really bizarre. Isn't that a weird one? Like, there's certain ones where it kind of makes sense, like uh, Beatles versus the Rolling Stones or things like that. Where they like, they both came out of England around the same time. Yeah, and like, but like that one just was like, dude, really? <laughs> yeah, that really is bizarre. Like, who I, cares? How could you not appreciate? Billy Joel, but you can appreciate Springsteen. I don't know. That sounds bizarre to me. Well, think, I mean, they're really not the same type of music. Right. Um, so I guess, like, if you just don't like that style, but it's not like Billy Joel is trying to steal from Springsteen's yeah. whole situation. It, yeah. It just felt weird and, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I could understand you not not being a fan of Billy Joel, but to be, like, it was, like, heresy for... Cause, for Bruce to stoop to that level. Yeah, and then they sang one of Bruce's songs together. They sang, like, Born to Run or whatever. And it was like, how could he do that? And so, what are you talking about? First of all, they're, like, total contemporaries from the same part of the country. Yeah. Very, I mean, to me, they sound a lot alike. They just, the music is different because it's different instruments. But they both are sort of folk, rocky, soft rock, like... I don't know what genre they're in, but I don't know. It's yeah. very strange. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, that. that is weird because I, I think the, the artists that are judged more are the artists that appeal to women or girls mm-hmm. um, because that's viewed as, like, a low culture type yeah. thing because, you know, the gender disparity is always there and it's just really mm. delightful. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine someone saying that about, like, if he was with, like, a like a Rick Springfield or, like, a Huey Lewis even, maybe. Maybe. Um, but this guy loves Huey Lewis. Oh, no okay, that's bizarre. I mean, I love Huey Lewis, too. Yeah, who doesn't? I, lo- I love Rick Springfield. Yeah. But, like, Billy Joel, I feel like men have kind of canonized mm-hmm. in a certain way. So it's like, what's the problem? Yeah. I don't know. It's bizarre. I, I mean, I guess my logic is flawed because, like, the Beatles and Rolling Stones, you shouldn't. Yeah, and they're absolutely nothing alike. But I think that comes from the discussion, like, what's the greatest band of all time? And some people say the Beatles, and some people say the Rolling Stones. And those people would be wrong. (laughs) I don't know. Personally, I don't know how you could say the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have some really great songs, but... They're not the greatest band of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, maybe not the Beatles are also. I don't know what my answer would be. Might be ABBA. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I just had to bring that back. How How about the thing where... Uh, does this ever happen to you where you like really enjoy and I may have brought this up before but you like really enjoy a band or a movie or a TV show uh-huh. and then somebody else that you kind of respect makes fun of them and then you're like oh do I have to question like I don't I don't know like yes that has happened to me so my the one that always comes to mind for me is Coldplay I love Coldplay I don't love their new stuff necessarily but uh-huh. like but like that's like how OG. bands work Viva La Vida, Clocks, whatever. Yeah, back even fur- further back. Yellow. Yellow, yeah. That album is really great. Um, but, like, when you... 
you know, no band stays great. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but the the rapidity with which they became a joke was very strange. And it was, I felt like, I, you know, I was watching 40-year-old version. Sure. And they had, they had a, a whole back and forth. You know how I know you're gay? Yeah. Right? And one of them was like, you like Coldplay. And there was no joke. And I was like, what? Like, that's an insult in a way. First of all, why are we doing this gay thing? But. That's another thing. Well, Judd Apatow is not a paragon of... Yeah. I would say that probably wouldn't happen in a Judd Apatow movie now. No, it wouldn't. I, I sure yeah. hope not. Um, it is how guys that age would talk to each other while playing video games. So. Yes. Um, but uh, the weird thing where it was like suddenly all these people that I love are like, Coldplay sucks. And I was like, what? Do I have to hate Cold? What, I- what am I missing? Do I suck for liking Coldplay? Am I... Lame? What? Um, also, the same people that I was talking about, the, the Springsteen thing, that guy just hates Coldplay. Hates them. Yeah, I don't like, know. Well, I don't understand. Like, there, there are things that notoriously suck. Yeah. That if you actually dig into it, it's like, this is fine? Yeah. Like, it might be your taste, but it's not bad. Yeah, they it provokes no strong stuff. feelings. Yeah. Or like, like, the band that everyone talks about sucking is Nickelback. Yes. And I can, un- like, I... I do work at a place where the song Photograph is on the playlist, and I do not like that song. Yeah, um, But it, it they're just Nickelback. Well, they're the not... thing is, I think Nickelback unfairly takes the blame for everyone in that particular time. Every lead singer of every band sounded the same way. Oh, uh, okay. That kind of weird, like, oh, no, no. That kind of, everybody's like tr- almost trying to do Dave Matthews, but uh. not doing it right or whatever. It was like... Because they were, you know, um, who's the band? Uh, they're like sort of Christian rock. Like a Can you puddle of mud, jars of clay. That band, whatever that is. Creed? Yeah. They sound the same. Like they all sound the same. Yeah. Every every lead singer is doing that vocal thing, which is annoying. And Nickelback, I, get, I mean, were they even the biggest one of those? I don't think so. Probably not. I just, it's so weird. I, I, I'm not super steeped in that yeah. subgenre particularly. Right. But but it was just this era of rock, I guess, that just kind of sucked. It was really Yeah, it was sludge rock. Like, and, yeah. I don't know. So, like, n- none of those songs are going to last, but we still are making fun of Nickelback for being bad. And yeah, which like, is bizarre. And they haven't really done anything yeah. major in years. I understand making fun of Coldplay more than I make. I understand making fun of Nickelback. Coldplay well, this, is like a a huge band, and they play all over the world, and lots of people love them. Yeah, and Coldplay, like their stuff, is very intricate and theatrical, mm-hmm. and like st- stuff that that that's that involved and big is easy to mock. Yeah, like um, I don't think anybody would mock like a Queen or something, right? But well, but they did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody mocked Queen back in the 80s. Like, that's another band that, like, it's it's just weird. Musical taste is so bizarre and, like, the cultural thing where it's like, no, now now we all hate them. Um, like, you know. the shift in general yeah. consensus. I mean, it is rapid fire in high school when I teach high school, and there'll be a song that comes out at the beginning of the year. And, it, I mean, they use it in every, like, every opening of the morning announcements or whatever for a month. Like it's on, on everything. Uh, Every kid is talking about or what, listening to it or whatever. And then, you know, two months later, they're like, it. "I hate that song." And you're like, "No, you don't hate it. You're just sick of it." Yeah. Give it, give it ten years, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I love this song." 
Yeah, no, you just like you you gotta let it ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. I understand when high school kids do it because the high school way of listening to music is that obsessive. You know, you listen yeah. to the same song on repeat over and over. I love this song, and then all of a sudden you're like, it like it. I always feel like it kind of turns to dust in your mouth. You're like, I'm I'm done with this. Uh huh. Yeah. You're overloaded with it. Yeah. Um. But like, the idea that like the whole I don't know that pop culture turns on something. I don't know. So um. But yeah, what else happened? That it happened to me recently with something else where like something that I enjoyed, everybody was like, not everybody, just somebody crapped on it, and I was like, oh, I, I don't know what to do with this. That is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for me, a lot of the things that I really like are disliked by large swaths of people. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of learned how to have a thick skin about it. Yeah. Um, I I will. <laughs> um, do you remember what's the name of the song? The Macklemore song that came out that was like the his gay anthem that he tried to do. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of someone's like, I can't change. Yeah. Even if I tried. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, man, what a great thing that he did that. And like, no rappers ever do that. It's always, you know, and then there's a comedian who also writes for like every show I love uh-huh. Joe Mandy. And he just hates Macklemore. And he talks about how he's the worst thing that ever happened to hip hop. And he's, claims to be kind of a hip-hop expert and i'm always like okay how okay you're a hip-hop expert sure some dorky comedy writer but and i was like kind of getting mad that he was like going after macklemore i'm like whatever he makes like positive fun music with a sense of humor and then he started talking about that song and i was like oh oh yeah he's kind of right like yeah that the whole song isn't about like it's not about anything other than him being like I'm cool with gay people, but don't worry, I'm not gay. Like that's the message that comes out, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe he didn't think that through. Uh, have, have you seen the movie Pop Star? Yes, with, yeah. There's that a great song, parody of that song. I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, that song is so great. And uh, but okay, so and I have a a student who she just graduated, and we were talking about. There's a song that Macklemore did on one of his more recent albums, and we can't tell. If he's in on the joke or not. Okay. Because it's, you know, thrift store. Yes. Or thrift shop. Thrift. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, boy. But remember, it was like, it's kind of funny and he's like. Yeah, it, it's it's not a novelty song, but it's like, right. It's a little winky. It's like and he's tiptoeing like, across the I border. I think it's really funny. I don't know if he meant it to be as funny as I think it is. That he's like, I thought he, I felt like he was making commentary on other rappers and how they constantly talk about brands. And, like, you need to spend a lot of money to be cool. And he was saying, like, just go to the thrift shop and wear weird stuff. Yeah. And then now, like, I look back and I'm like, oh, was he was he really doing satire or was he, like... Or did he think it was cool? Yeah. Was he actually trying... I don't think he was... If you, like, watch the video, he's... I think he's being kind of silly. Yeah. And I think he has a pretty good sense of humor, which is why I always appreciate that with rappers. Anyway. Uh, and then he made this song that's all about... Um, getting a moped okay it's called downtown and it sounds like and it's like it's like this great soaring pop anthem but it's all about riding mopeds okay and we were talking about it we were like is he is he funny or is this another attempt to like make something i can't tell it's really funny though it's okay. a really funny song, but I don't know if he meant it to be. Some- I think he did, but we're like, I don't know if he's in on the joke because of the pop star song m- taking him to task so brutally 
and making it so obvious that like that song did not do what he thought he was doing with it. Or he's like, I'm going to talk about issues. Yeah, like like that is his serious song, and yeah. it's such a joke. And then his joke songs, it's like, wait, yeah, which is which? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, but um, it's just bizarre when like you're like, oh, but I enjoy it. But somebody I really like, like somebody like um, the Good Place. One of the things they list as a reason to go to the bad place is: Have you ever enjoyed, listened to, or owned, or whatever, gone to a concert for the for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I have a bunch of their music. Yeah. I don't know that I ever paid for any of it. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's like, oh, why them? That's such a weird band to, like... Yeah, I, I think that's part of the joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's so hard to get into heaven. Yeah. Um, but And also, just, like, the... I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. Like I, I, di- I think that joke struck me as well, where mm-hmm. I was like, "They're fine." Yeah, it should have been Nickelback, but that's too easy. Yeah, like because making a Nickelback joke is just so low, mm-hmm. like it's low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Most of the time, I love their jokes about just general mm-hmm. human life and mm-hmm. culture and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that show's great. It is. Ah. Um. Yes, but yeah, no, pop music has always been controversial in that mm-hmm. way. Like, you either love it or you hate it. Like, um, God, uh, one of the songs on the playlist at work right now is uh, Cardi B's I Like It, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've heard that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time it comes on, one of my coworkers be like, oh, I hate this song. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it's people... I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out what it is about Cardi B. I think it's that mm-hmm. she's a successful black woman and that threatens mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, well, I know, yeah. I know she has made like certain statements that are like weird and problematic and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just having fun and I like her stuff. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about with that. But one of my coworkers was going into how she like debased herself on television because she was on Love and Hip Hop, and she said something mean to someone for no reason. I'm like, have you ever watched a reality show yeah. before? He was, and I was like, if a man did that, you'd probably be fine with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm gonna move on. Mm-hmm. I just have weird mixed feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, there's a cover of Zombie that is like really big right now that is very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a metal cover of the cranberries. And I'm like, yeah. it's okay. Um, it's very pleadingly political. Um, just yeah. like the original song, but like it, it, it they changed the lyrics to, it's a little on the nose, mm-hmm. uh, but it's fine. How do you feel about the cranberries? I like the cranberries. Okay. I was um, always like indifferent and just like, whatever. I, I don't know a ton of their songs, mm-hmm. but I like the big ones. I like zombie. Um, There's a guy I work with that like, when she passed away and they, you know, uh-huh, they started playing their music. He was like, ugh, you know, like it's sad that she died, but like, all I could think is like, damn, I hated all of their music. <laughs> and I was like, how could you hate the Cranberries? It, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, their, their stuff is a little, I don't know, like she has kind of a nasally voice, I guess. She, she yeah. goes for that kind of like, ah, yeah, ah. yeah. So I could get just not being into that specific sound but i like them (laughs) 
I'm trying to think. I wonder if there is a band that I really hate. Like, in high school, I really, really hated the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, I can understand that. Um, I just had a soft spot for them because they did some really cool stuff at the beginning and then they kind of sold out. And when people are like, Ugh, I hate it and they sold it, sold out, I'm like, who cares? Like, it's still fun pop music. Yeah. And well, because I was, I was in high school and smacked up in the middle of that period of mm-hmm. sold outness. Um, and I really, really hated the song I Got a Feeling. Which oh god I love that song. Well, no, so honestly, because now I'm completely indifferent to that song. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if I hate them. I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, do I hate anyone? I don't think so. I had a really funny experience with that song where I I think I was kind of indifferent to it, um, or maybe I liked it. I don't know. I probably like previewed it on iTunes and then downloaded it and listened to it a few times. And then I was at a wedding and the wedding band played it. And I was like, oh, no. And then they did. The wedding band was so good because oh, they had like, okay. the thing was they had like four different vocalists. It was like a massive band. So they had four different vocalists so they could kind of switch up who sang what part of or what song because they could each singer could match a different style. Or oh, whatever. OK. You know, because that's a problem with wedding bands is they're like, and now we're going to play this. And you're like, "Ooh, this is not in your range, uh-huh. you know. But they did such a good job with that song. I was like, this is like one of my favorite songs of all time now. That sounds, because, that sounds really fun. And like the whole, you know, the whole reception, it was a massive wedding, big reception, beautiful, like big ballroom. And it was all these people like jumping and having a great time. And I was like, oh, this is like an all time pump up song for me now. Like, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be like, ooh, it's such a well done. It's just like, hey, I'm going for a run and I need a song that'll help me run a little harder. Yeah. It's good for that. And it's good at a dance-a-thon. That's a really good song for the Oh, dance-a-thon. yeah. It, it, it's definitely it's pure sugar, mm-hmm. adrenaline song. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is a certain uh, bro country subsection of the so- of songs I can't stand. Yeah. Um, like, And there's a lot of those on this playlist as well. This is how I learn about popular music. Yeah. Um, it's because they just look at the charts and they pull stuff off Billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song, I think it's from last year, but it's this country song about this guy talking about, is like, put a song on the radio and it goes up, down, up, down, up, down. I'm like, you did not write a song. Yeah. It's just that for like three full minutes. What's the one that's like, whatever it will be, let it be, it'll be, baby, just let it be. That one's on there too. Is that, that's like country, right? Yeah. It's the bro pop country. That one has a lady yeah. in it, so it's less bro Yeah. That one. Uh, my echo loves to play that song. No matter what playlist, oh, I heard, what station I request, that song plays. I'm like, what is this? I swear, I've given it thumbs down like a hundred times. <sighs> yeah. I, well, and then it's it's one where I'm like, I don't like it, but I kind of like it. Like I don't, I don't like, like it, the idea behind it. Annoying, but it's dumb. catchy. Yeah, and then it's like, well, that's kind of a good song. Yeah, that's how I feel about some of them. The up down one, I cannot, I cannot yeah. abide. Oh, oh, you know who I have the most mixed feelings about is Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Every once, like, three or four of his songs, I'm like, this is a beautiful, what a great song. I like Castle on the Hill. I like that song. I don't think I know. It's one where he's like, it's really soaring. It's the one who's like, I'm on my way. Yeah. Driving at 90. That's a good song. That's a good song. Um, The the Shape of You. Yeah. His club jam. I hate it. And he does a lot of, like, rapping. 
oh, when yeah. you listen to not his hits. Uh-huh. Because I made the mistake of being like, I love every song I hear of his. I'm going to buy an album. <gasps> no. Yeah. It's, he's trying too many genres and he's not good enough. But he, yeah, there's there's a lot of weird um, ginger rapping, which I'm not yeah. a fan of. I, I just, I find him kind of creepy. Yeah. Like the way he talks about women. Mm. And the video for Perfect, mm-hmm. uh, which is the... I deserve this. You look perfect. It's like, oh, yeah. Put me to sleep. Yeah. Um, I like that song, but yeah. No, it, it, that's a fun song. I like the one, where, the part where he's like, dancing in the dark. Yeah. 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 That part's good. Um, yeah. 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 He does those little things. But the, but the video is him in a cabin, like mm-hmm. playing the guitar for this girl. Uh-huh. And I'm just so skeeved out by the whole image. Yeah. I just feel like he's one of those people where he like, he's like, I wrote you a song. And you have to sit there and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so uncomfortable. Okay. So I had, there was a time where a kid, uh, I've re- uh, he actually was, he went to school with your sister. Sure. Um, uh, and he was a, re- he's a really great um, musician and he would write all this piano music and he never wrote anything with lyrics. Okay. And then he was like, Hey, Mr. Bloom, is it okay if I ask my girlfriend to, whatever dance uh-huh and i was like yeah and so he had all these people come in and then she came in and then he played he started playing a song on the piano and it was um oh god what's whatever ed sheeran's most you know like oh uh the one about uh, how getting old together uh it's one of them i don't remember anyway but he started playing it and i hadn't heard it yet Oh, is it thinking out loud? Yes. Yeah, okay. So he starts playing and I'm like, oh my God, Daniel, like this is really good. Because I hate it when kids propose. Or propose prom pose. Uh, prom pose to each other in front of me. They love to do it in my classroom. Yep. And I'm always like, please, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see this. I don't, it makes me uncomfortable that you're even doing it. It should be a private thing between two people, not a big Yeah, public big show. showy public display of affection. Yeah. Um, but so he's playing the song and I'm like, this is really good. Wow. This kid can really make <laughs> music. And then, um, I think like a few days later we were having, uh, the choir teacher was having auditions for something and like your sister sang that song oh. and another person. And I was like, what's going on with this song right now? And they're like, it's Ed Sheeran. And I was like, who? And I, what I didn't know is that I actually had an Ed Sheeran song on my phone already. The eighteen, yes, which I hate. <laughs> I hate that song. Like I downloaded it for free back when iTunes used to do the free download. Oh week. yeah, that, I I liked those. Yeah, sometimes. you'd get some really good songs. I from the moment I heard that song, I was like, ah, oh, it's like just grating. I didn't like it. Yeah, and it, another weird one with women because it's. I think he's in love with a prostitute in that one, or something. She's dead. Is she dead? Yeah, I think. I, maybe I think she's she a dead prostitute. Yeah. Um, it's like a heroin overdose. I don't like it at all. It just his, his compliments and songs seem very shamey. Yeah, because he wrote a song for uh, One Direction called "Little Things." Mm-hmm. Um, just all of his songs about like you're perfect just the way you are mm-hmm. are constantly just like lists of a woman's flaws, and it's like, but I like you anyway. Yeah, I um, think that's a way to look at that. But it also, I mean, it's also like how I don't know. No, it's how it should Better be. Better than saying I love your perfect body yes no that's also bad yeah um no but like it's a touchy subject it is a touchy subject but he's constantly like you're kind of chubby but i've chosen to like you Uh, is kind of how i feel about it yeah 
Um, it's like you shouldn't care in any direction. Yeah. Um, I guess so. I don't know. I do like Castle on the Hill though. That's yeah. a great song. Although another, there's a part in Castle on the Hill, like the the uh, the breakdown before the final chorus, mm-hmm. is about all of his old friends and like what happened to them, and she's just really putting them on blast about how terrible their lives are. <laughs> He's like, one friend left to sell clothes, one works down by the coast, one has two kids but lives alone, <laughs> one's brother overdosed, and it's just like gets really dark, and it's uh-huh. like, I know you're doing great, Ed, but you don't have to put yeah. these people on blast. Yeah. Um, he's like, even though these terrible things have happened, these people raised me and they are my home. And it's yeah. like, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I don't know. Anyway, I guess we don't like Ed Sheeran that much. Yeah, I like him. I, 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 I guess I'll have to re-listen to his music and see if he's as misogynistic as you say he is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just touchy about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's become, I think. The, I, I, the the negative to an awesome movement like what's happening right now with you know just being aware of misogyny in all its forms is uh-huh. is that sometimes we we are finding it in places where it isn't yeah and no and I I completely understand that yeah. and I I don't want to go overboard on it and I, I'm not trying to say that Ed Sheeran is misogynist yeah. I think like how do you feel about John Legend's song about his wife um whichever one that is <laughs> I don't. Really listen to John Legend. Oh, um, which you should listen. Um, his, his, I know it's his big song, right? Yeah, it's the like I, all your perfect imperfections. Oh yeah, um, all of me loves all of you. Yeah, yeah okay, that song's fine. Like I, but he's doing the same thing. He's no, you're right. Imperfections. Um, there's a lot. But that of is songs. what love is. I think. No, you're is like you you're right. It is in, in spite of their flaws. I think the John or Legend you... one is better because it's more vague. Mm. because it's not just him having a notarized list of her imperfections, mm-hmm. which, st- I don't know. It, it just feels weird. Yeah. I, and I'm not trying to say that Ed Sheeran is misogynist. I just find a lot of his stuff kind of icky. Yeah. Whereas, like, I... Maybe it's because he's weird looking. Maybe it is. Maybe just because he's pale and pasty. Weird looking. And he's a ginger. That's what it is. Yeah, I I just feel like he's trying to neg me. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know um i just i've never had an artist where i was more hit and miss between songs with that guy where it's like oh i like it when you do this style but anytime you do this style i literally can't stand it that shape of you song is whatever is going on in the background boom 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 I'm yeah just like just over and over and over and over yeah and it it just sounds like um like there's a track mis- missing like they released it and they were like whoops it is very stripped down yeah it's like whoops we forgot something <laughs> like there's a there's an instrument that they didn't add in yeah and like and yeah and he's like oh god i'm in love with the shape of you i'm like ugh it's creepy yeah exactly like that one's creepy yeah cuz just- it's all about like seeing someone in the club and i can't tell if he's saying like he can't see her he just can see her outline maybe because there's a very funny old hip-hop song from the 90s called strobe light honey which is very misogynistic but it's very funny because it's all about like seeing a girl and being like oh my god she's so hot but it's in a club and you can you can't really see Uh her and then when he gets closer to her he's like oh no (laughs) uh Um, that's the song where he gives her the phone number uh she's like what's your phone number and he's like seven six five four three two one 
<laughs> and she's like, what's the area code? One nine hundred. Yeah. Anyway, we can. Yeah. That, I guess that's what we we're talking about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I generally try to defend a lot of things mm-hmm. that are like hated or at least be like, they're not that bad because mm-hmm. things that are general consensus hated do mm-hmm. not deserve it. Yeah. Th- there's nothing that's s- there are sorry there are almost no things that are so bad that everyone in the world can agree that they are bad because just everyone has different tastes yeah and well it's that i mean it's that it's the to me it's the people that never moved on from the high school way of thinking which is like i love it i hate it and yeah there has to be that yeah that binary yeah and um i'm still shocked by how many adults that i come into contact with that like my good friends that i'm like Oh, you like still haven't experienced anything. Like you still are like kind of very similar to the way you were in high school. Like if, if I bring up something pop culture related to like, I don't know. I'm like, Oh, okay. So you still like, you still just don't care about anything. Oh, they don't put themselves out there beyond the few things that they like. Yeah. Like I'll never forget the time I was like, you guys, let's go see this movie. It's supposed to be like one of the best movies ever. And they were like, what is it? And I was like, I don't want to describe it. Cause you're going to say no. And they're like, well, what is it? And I was like, okay, it's called La Vita e Bella. <laughs> and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, it means the life life is beautiful, and it's uh, it's an Italian movie about the Holocaust. And they're like, ugh, no way. And I was like, and I was like, it's a comedy. And they're like, ugh, God, no. And I was like, okay. And then you know, everybody loved it that year. Yep. And, and that's another one where everybody loved it, and then two months later, it was like, now we hate it. <laughs> Oh, that happens with the Oscars all the time too. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Oscars are generally reward the movies that deserve them less than the other ones. Sometimes, yeah. Um, I mean that that yes, it did not deserve as much as it got, but it was a really well done movie. Yeah. No. I, sorry, I'm not saying like. And yeah. Sometimes, like there usually at the Oscars there are a couple movies in the nominations and winners that do truly deserve it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll focus on one that seems completely random, mm-hmm. like Spotlight. Yes. Where you're like, oh, that movie was fine. Yeah. And th- I think that happens a lot where it, it, the thing that makes people turn on it is that it beat out something that it shouldn't have. Yeah. Or that, and that's not super fair. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, Slumdog Millionaire when that came out and I saw it and I was like, this, I think I've even talked about this. It's like a revel. I thought it was a revelation. Yeah. What a brilliantly told story. So fun. So like every emotion you experience and then it's got a happy ending, which I was really worried it was not uh-huh. going to like i i really like a happy ending when you really are like oh no oh no it's not gonna yeah, be this happy. couldn't possibly go this well. movie can't end with a happy ending they're gonna not give it to us and we're gonna have to be devastated and then you got it and then but then you know it got so much acclaim that when people went to see it after the acclaim that thing happened and they were like i don't get it like, oh, they're like it seems more shallow than i was expecting because it's like oscar winning yeah. whatever yeah. But no, you're right. That movie is fantastic. It's so fun. It maybe shouldn't have gotten as much acclaim as it did because it wasn't a quote-unquote Oscar-type movie. But God, was that a great movie. Not one I would want to watch again necessarily because there's some hard hard stuff in it. But Yeah. No, but it was like good yeah. and fun and Jai Ho is great. Yeah. And a whole movie full of n- not white people. I know. Truly shocking. I guess we should wrap up. We've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes already. Yeah. Um, and I do have to go to work. Oh, yeah. Um, I have some time. But, um, yes, I need to get lunch before work. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Let's start winding down. Okay. But how do we do that? <laughs> I don't know. We, we were... don't have a structure to our show. What? And I know it's shocking. And we, we kind of stopped with the trust falls because I didn't have time to watch the movie. And also you didn't want to finish the DVD. And it was just yeah. like, eh, who cares? Yeah. Um, I love that idea. But also I have to watch so much stuff just yeah. for like work well, already. And it started to become like a chore to think of something to recommend each other. Yeah. I don't like I never want our podcasts to be not fun to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, that that's kind of why Sergio and I changed up our structure for Scream 101, too. Mm. Like, we're, we're going to be diving deep into specific franchises for the next mm-hmm. couple months. And not, like, monthly, like, kind of assigning homework almost. Because he's like, I want a through line. I mean, horror franchises are not going to give you a through line. But, like, yeah. a, a collective, like, mythology to explore and kind of compare and contrast and just mm-hmm. kind of not have to watch all these different movies and just have to think about it super hard. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're doing children of the corn and the omen and Elm street. Like we're kind of alternating between entries from those ones. Yeah. Um, I've never seen an omen movie beyond the first one. First one I find kind of boring, Oh, but I'm hoping they're good. Jack is dancing. Yeah. Well, he's excited for his toast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you smell something burning, it's probably crumbs in the bottom. <laughs> hopefully unrelated. Yeah. The crumbs that are at the bottom, I I always forget to clean it out. This is entertaining. It is. Okay. Um, What's funny is at the beginning, you were like, so what have you been watching? I just looked up. It's nothing. I watched a lot of The Office recently. Okay. I went on a big Office binge. Hear, that was fun. I hear that show's good. Yeah. Season three. Oh, I mean, that's like right... Usually, usually season three is like the the heyday of most sitcoms. Yeah, season two of The Office is, I think, the best season of any sitcom ever. Okay, and then season three is pretty great, but it starts out so badly that because it's where there's the two different offices for a while. Oh yeah, because Jim's like with yeah. Rashida Jones and yeah. Helms, and yeah. And they do set. It's so obvious that they're like, well, eventually it'll. We're just going to add these two to the cast because yeah. everybody else. Like, somehow their office is three desks in a row and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> what? When when Jim on the office is working at the other office? Anyway. Well, why did they do that? Was, it, was he, like, filming something else and couldn't be with the other people? Or, like, he had to be somewhere, some other location? I really, or? I don't know what the purpose was other than, um, I mean, in the original series the English version, there's a sort of a plot line like that where the two offices come together. Oh, okay. And somehow David Brent ends up in charge of them. Uh-huh. Um, and just like Michael Scott, he doesn't really understand why. And um, so he does a bunch of uncomfortable stuff because he thinks he knows what he's doing. Oh, great. Uh, and I just, I think they just wanted to add some, you know, it was like, well, Jim has to go because he told Pam he loved her. Yeah, there has to be a wrinkle to their love story. Yeah, and I thought that was great. Um, but that season start it just starts out so slow, and it's it's the beginning of the weird thing where Jim decided to grow up and like not play pranks on Dwight. And it's like, guys, that's like the best one of the best parts of the show. Yeah, is Jim messing with Dwight. Um, but I mean, it, it's it was a fun it was a fun rewatch. It, there was a lot of elements that I missed, like or or forgot about. Or whatever, but it was it's good. That is nice. Rewatching something after mm-hmm. like a little bit a little while of not seeing it. And season four, we got I got into season four and 
I'm like, oh, you know what? They might be one of the only TV couples that when they got together, it was still okay. It wasn't like, ugh, once they got together, the show got so boring. Because they were so fun to watch be together. Yeah. And team up against Andy and Dwight and things like that. Um, yeah, no, that is satisfying. It, it's not, a like, it, it was always about their connection and mm-hmm. less about the drama of their relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I... I think I brought this up on a previous episode, mm-hmm. but like every sitcom needs to have that cu- like on again, off again couple. Yeah. And it's just like RIP to all the on again, off again couples in sitcoms that lasted one season and they'll yeah. never get together. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I know that there's a couple that I can like, that I can think of where it was like, Oh, it looked like they were going to get them together. And then the show ended. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't think of which ones they are anyway. Um, but yeah, just like watching any sitcom, it's like, oh, there's the Ross and Rachel, there's yeah. the Sam and Diane, yeah. or just whatever, which is frustrating that that's always the way it is, and mm. there has to be a love triangle, and yada, yada, yada. Boy, um, you said Sam and Diane. Boy, are the first few seasons of Cheers amazing. I've never actually seen Cheers. You um, should. Oh, I think it's on Netflix. I'll have to catch up yeah, with it, it is. at some point. And there's a, right at the beginning, one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. Okay. It's almost a drama uh yeah I it's will... not at all about like sam and diane or anything like that it's just really great okay uh, yeah there's a really great scene at the end oh boy is it good um uh yeah i mean cheers did that and and fraser did that actually where there would be an episode where it was like whoa this is this is like a one-act play like you could put this on and it would work as a play, just separate from the, okay, like yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, that that show and boy, Ted Danson, holy moly! I mean, I like him on The Good Place. I really, uh, he's so good in so many things, but it's just funny where his career went for a while, where it was like he's on another bad sitcom. Did you hear the interview on The Good Place? You did. Where yeah, he, I, he was like, there was another show I did, and I can't. It didn't. It only lasted one season. I can't remember the name of it. And the writer that was, or somebody I was talking to him was like, I mean, I don't forget the name of a show I did for a whole season. Yeah. <laughs> He's done a lot of shows. He is a freaking legend. And, it, and you know, if you look at the characters he played, that none of them are very similar. So that's cool. What? Okay. <laughs> a lot of butter. All right. Okay. Anyway. Um that that actually Jack threw a bunch of butter away in the trash can for some reason. Mm-hmm. Don't don't wanna know. Um Yeah. Well he's buttering his toast and he he's never buttered toast before. That's fair. You you're doing a great job, Jack. Life lessons. Butter's cheap. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, but that just reminded me of um the movie Chef, the John Favreau movie. Oh, yeah. It's not good. You um, didn't like it? No. Have oh, you seen love- it? Yeah. I just thought it was rich guy is being a jerk. Like, he's, like, a popular celebrity chef guy. Okay. Like, he gets fired from his work. Yeah. And then uh, all of his rich friends help him out, and there's no stakes. Because, like, mm. um, he he gets his sexy ex-wife back, mm-hmm. and Dustin Hoffman's like, here's a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he has no trouble opening a van because he has rich fans that pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's no stakes to this. And it's mm. just John Favreau writing John Favreau fan fiction. Mm. And he's like, what if I got with this hot chick? What yeah. if Scarlett Johansson wants to mm-hmm. make out with me? Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I, I was just kind of bothered by that. I liked the way that the tweets fly around in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was just remembering, there's a part where the, the kid is helping him make the Cubano sandwiches mm-hmm. in the truck, and he just puts like this huge like dollop of lard on a sandwich, and then it cuts away, and Sergio and I were just like, is someone going to have to eat that sandwich? Yeah. Um, I think that's a that's a movie that if you're a, a single dad, it may affect you differently than okay. for other people. Maybe it does. We talked about this the other day, what lard is. It's fat. <laughs> Why did we talk about it the other day? I don't know. I was just like, I felt like I didn't care about mm. him succeeding. Cause See, I, was I like, didn't care about the truck. I cared about him and his relationship with his son. Okay, that's fair. I, I have no... There's something at stake there. I have no qualms with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Like, we were focusing on different parts of the narrative. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was just like, nah, whatever. Yeah. Um... He's a bad dad at the beginning. He's a good dad by the end. Okay, that, that's neat. <laughs> Whatever. Um, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Our theme song is... Good is Day. It? Good Day. Good Day by... <gasps> Say it again. Good Day by Tally Ho. Do you remember the name of the album? No. Okay. Yeah, nobody Marvin's does. Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Oh, you got it. Say it again. Marvin's Mechanical Museum. Close enough. Yeah. We got three of the M's. Yeah. Um, marvelous yeah it's all right marvin's mechanical museum marvelous yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll see you you know whenever in october probably <laughs> <laughs> has it been too long do you remember your famous sign-off <sighs> hey man don't poop your pants yay bye. <laughs> bye this episode was brought to you by pod people productions to find more episodes of this show and others, please visit Pod... Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell e- me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.